for today is, is very straightforward and simple and is easy for us to understand. Shaykh ibn Atayla rahimullah says, Min alamati ittiba'i al-hawa al-musara'atu ila nawafil al-khayrat wa takasu an al-qiyami bil-wajibat. He says, one of the indicators that a person is actually, at the end of the day, following his nafs. He's not following what Allah wants. He's not following what Rasulullah wants. He may seem to be doing good deeds, but he's fooling himself. This is an indication that he's actually, at the end of the day, following his desires, his hawa. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُ الْهَوَىٰ فَيُضِلَّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Do not follow your hawa, your desires. This will lead you astray from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one of the alamat that a person, one of the indicators that a person is actually following his hawa is al-musara'a ila nawafil al-khayrat that he is hastening and he is running fast uh, to um, fulfill nafil, supergatory, voluntary, righteous actions. The fact that he is running to do nafil actions at the same time he is very sluggish and he's lazy in fulfilling the obligatory actions. So just running towards nafal actions doesn't mean a person is uh, following his desires. It's when it's coupled with being sluggish in uh, fulfilling the obligatory actions. So this, it comes down to, uh, are we following what Allah wants from us in the order He wants from us or based on our own interpretation or based on what is more convenient to us? So this is a practice that is common. Now, unfortunately, with the religiosity reaching such levels that people are uh, sluggish and turning away from fulfilling obligatory deeds and nawafil both. Um, so neither here nor there. Then there is another level which is common in Muslim lands where certain nafal actions have a lot of cultural significance. So we may have people who are staying up all night uh, when it comes to Laylatul, not only like last odd nights or potentially Laylatul Qadr, even nights like Laylatul Bara'a, uh, on the significance is much less important, despite it being a very holy night, compared to what? Sleeping through the whole Fajr itself. So staying up all night is not mandated per se, it's a night of worship, but it's not that it's haram to sleep. So very religiously they will be staying up all night, and pretty much... Uh, when dawn comes, they may even fall asleep right after suhoor without evening, praying the Fajr Salah. And that could be something very easily understood that, okay, that's not a good idea. But at some level or the other, we may be guilty in this as well. It's with respect to maybe perhaps fasting on Mondays and Thursdays, or 13, 14, the 15th. These are what? Nawafal fast. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the Falat fast. Farad are both categories. The Ada and the Qada. So those fasts that we missed in the month of Ramadan uh, from our youth, uh, sometimes when we were in college or exams and uh, parents or culturally, some people said, okay, don't worry about it. Don't fast, beta. You don't worry about it. Those fasts are farad upon us to make up. So it's farad to make up those fasts. Farad to make up the salawat, the prayers that we missed versus nafal actions. Nafal prayer. So, if a person is praying tahajjud um, all layers al qadr or last odd nights, what is more important that he makes up the qadr prayer, 
makes up the farad or performs the farad hajj versus performing multiple umrahs. So a person is going multiple times for umrah, he's like, oh, hajj, I don't know about that. I don't know if I have enough money for that. But then we have done, you know, over the last 10 years, you may have gone for umrah three times. So if you saved up the three money, the, three, uh, the umrah, uh, the money spent in three umrahs, you could have gone for the hajj. Hajj al farad in the umrah is sunnah. When you go for hajj, you'll do multiple um- umrahs there. If you do tamattu, you'll do it before. Uh, you'll do it one ihram, two ihram, qiran, or tamattu, or you do it afterwards even. So it's a matter of the priorities. And these are all actions of omitting, uh, to committing good deeds. But abstaining from sins, if you start including that in the, in the calculation, then now you're really wide in the scope. For example, a person is uh, giving sadaqah, but he's also consuming riba. Giving sadaqah is nafal and avoiding riba is, har- is uh, farad. So avoiding riba is farad and giving sadaqah is, is nafal. So what happened here? A person is uh, uh, sacrificing the farad and engaging in nafal. So we're not discouraging giving sadaqah. We should give sadaqah, but we, uh, just like we are religiously giving the sadaqah, we have to more, even more religiously avoid the haram, the riba, consuming haram. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. This is such a point mentioned here that along with fixing the heart, the tazkiyat al-qalb is tazkiyat al-dhan. Along with purifying the heart, so we have sincerity and understand that at the end of the day we have to submit to what Allah wants. It also requires having ilm. This is not only a function of the heart, it's a function of the brain and the intellect to understand and to learn what, is, what are um, the priorities in our deen. So this is something that we actually have to educate ourselves regarding which rights are more important, the rights of Allah and the rights of the creation of Allah, and in what order. And then to be cognizant of that order and to fulfill the obligations with respect to that order, the divine order set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. May Allah ta'ala grant us all tawfiq. وأخذ دعوانا الحمد لله